In this Simple as the New Smart Podcast episode, we are talking all about how to streamline during the holidays so that we can homeschool with a lot less stress. So I like to say that the problem isn't so much that we are homeschooling during the holidays, it's all the other stuff that we try to do alongside homeschooling that creates a whole lot of stress during the holiday months. So today, let's talk about seven simple steps to get our minds and our schedules and our homeschools all prepared for this upcoming holiday season. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Simple is the New Smart podcast. I'm Zara Fagan, PhD, author of Minimalist Homeschooling and the creator of the Simple is the New Smart membership. And this is the place where we talk about how less really is more and how simple really is the new smart. This is the place for any homeschooler who wants to trade stress, exhaustion, overwhelm, and self-doubt for peace, clarity, confidence, and a sense of true abundance. It turns out that transforming our mindset really can transform our homeschools and our lives. We'll talk tips and strategies, stories and perspective, and interview people who have lessons to teach us. And I am just so happy that you're here. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, 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 and welcome to Simple is the New Smart. I'm Zara Fagan, and today I am talking about homeschooling through the holidays. So this is a big topic that I usually touch on every year inside our Simple is the New Smart membership and our Minimalist Homeschooling with Zara PhD Facebook group is actually where this started a few years ago. I have a series of videos on my Zara PhD YouTube channel of specifically for homeschooling through the holidays, how to get us set up so that our homeschool is streamlined, we feel confident, we feel clear, and we don't see our homeschool as a source of stress during the holidays. And so I really wanted to make a podcast because I know there are a lot of people who prefer this format. So normally, the format is that this is a seven-day challenge. Each day includes a small task to do, something very manageable, so you can't make any excuses to not do it, right? That's my favorite way to get things done is to keep it small and bite-sized. And so today I'm going to give you all seven steps. I want to encourage you to go to the YouTube channel at Zara PhD YouTube channel and watch the videos if you need those, if you want to do this in small baby steps. But I also wanna encourage you to come back to this podcast if you need to. But I also know that a lot of times I, if I can get an open weekend day or an afternoon, sometimes I like to just knock this all out at once. So let me give you all seven steps today and you can decide how quickly you want to go through them. But right now we are streamlining November, December, and January in our homeschools. So three months of our homeschools, a lot of times this might be a third of your homeschool year is affected by the holidays. And the reason I plan for all three months is because I've found that the holidays aren't just two dates. It's not just Thanksgiving and Christmas and then we're done. It actually, the holidays impact our lives for months because there is so much planning and preparation involved in these holidays. There are travel plans, there is shopping, there is baking, there are traditions galore. There is a separate feel a lot of times for the holiday season. There are different things that you want to do. There are different schedules. You know, there are choir concerts and religious events and relatives to see. And when you add it all up, it really impacts 
not just two days or even two weeks, but it really impacts three months. I include January here because I know that I feel that there's this race to the finish line that in society, a lot of times is Christmas and New Year's. Once we hit that finish line, whew, we can relax and it's all over, right? The problem is that then January slams right into us as soon as we're done. And now we're kind of caught off guard that now we need to get back into the swing of things and we need to reset and refocus and get back into it. And so I found that if I start thinking about January now, then that transition to the new year, to getting back into our routine, to doing all the things that still need to be done after the holidays are over, that transition is so much smoother if I put in the planning right now when I'm thinking about everything else. If I realize that I am going to have to make that transition, right? So let's get started and let's start with number one. Number one is super simple. You are going to get a calendar, If you have a planner, use that. If you need something, print out a calendar. I know inside the Simple as a New Smart membership, I have printable calendar pages. This has the whole month on, you know, a two-page spread. Get something like that and simply write down all of your obligations for November, December, and January. So if you don't currently have the next year printed or available, go ahead and get that now. Make sure you have January of the next year available for you to write down all of your obligations right now. So the obligations that you're going to write down are any appointments that you know of, any visitors that you know of, any traveling that you know of, any events that you know of. Maybe you have church events or temple events. If you know that you have these things coming up and that they will be on your calendar, put them on your calendar now. And then step back and take a look and just reflect. When you look at a full month of your calendar, when you look at November, when you look at December, when you look at January, what do you notice about your time and your days? Take a little time to reflect because I think that when we see it on paper in front of us a whole month at a time, it really gives us some insight and some perspective about our time. I know that in the book Minimalist Homeschooling, in the Minimalist Homeschooling Masterclass, when I've spoken at conventions, a lot of times I talk about your 168 hour week. We get 168 hours every week, no more, no less, over and over. And that's all we get. And so I think that it's great anytime that we want to sort of streamline our homeschool or have it on autopilot, that it's a good place to start with our schedule because so often our time is the stumbling block. And here's the thing about homeschooling through the holidays. The stress during this time does not come because you have planned to homeschool. The stress comes because all of the life that happens during the holiday season that you probably didn't plan to do alongside your homeschool. And so time becomes the major issue here and the two worlds collide. We have a lot of obligations in life and then we sometimes expect to just keep homeschooling the same as usual. And even if we make some accommodations for homeschooling during the holidays, oftentimes it's not enough. So I definitely want to start this challenge and this process with our schedules, making sure that we're really clear about how much time we have available. And we're going to circle back to this. So make sure that you do every step in order. Definitely make sure that you start right here with your calendar. This seems like a very simple step, but look at all of your children's sports schedules or drama productions or choir concerts, religious events, all of those things, any appointments that you have going on, any visitors who you're expecting, and make sure that they are on your calendar now because we won't be able to be realistic about homeschooling if we're not being honest about our obligations, right? So that's number one, super simple, right? But super important and impactful. So let's go on to number two. Number two, I want to create some time to breathe. So again, this gets back to the fact that during the holidays, the issue isn't so much the homeschooling. The issue is everything else that gets piled on with the homeschooling. And so if we want our holiday season to be less stressful, we have to make room for all of the extra to-dos that we have during this time. There are so many things that we do more of during November, December, and even January. 
January than we would during the rest of the year. And some of those things are things like baking, visiting with people, having to go to all those events you put on your calendar, but also wrapping, shopping, prepping, deep cleaning, putting up decorations, packing to go on trips, doing end of year prep, maybe for your taxes to get things to your accountant. There are so many things that are happening during this time that are unique to these months. And so I want to make sure that we carve out time to do all those other things without feeling like we have to multitask, without feeling like they are just getting crammed into our spare minutes while we're still trying to maintain our homeschool schedule and while we are still trying to live and be, you know, sort of normal human beings with homes to take care of and families to care for. And so to carve out two days, here's my recommendation. I want you to look at that calendar that you just made in step one, and I want you to guard some time. I have another podcast about guarding your time. There's one about why we do it. There's another one about how we can do a good job of that. And here's the simple way to do it right now for our purposes for the holidays is look at your calendar, find some days, preferably one day each week when you don't have to be anywhere, where there's nothing scheduled on your calendar right now that day during the week for an appointment, an event, an activity, a practice, anything like that. And I want you to take a highlighter or some pretty color or even a sticker and I want you to mark that day. A lot of times I just take a highlighter, like a pink highlighter, and I will circle the number on that day. So if it's December 12th that I have available, then I'm going to circle the 12 on that day. And it's going to remind me that I'm going to guard that time and I'm going to do everything I can not to schedule anything on that day. This doesn't mean I do nothing all day. This means that my family has a minute to breathe where we don't have to be anywhere that day. We have the flexibility that day to do our most important things at home. And I think this is really crucial to have some downtime, not only for ourselves as the caregivers, the teachers, but also for our children to know that there's one day during the week where you don't have to run around. Then we're going to get a different type of sticker or a different color, and we're going to highlight specifically to-do days. These are days when we are going to get all of those to-dos done. I typically make sure I carve out one day a week for this. I feel like I have a lot of to-dos during this time of the year because we have businesses. There's a lot of end of year finances that have to go on, but we also, both my husband and I come from big families. There is a lot of shopping going on. There is a lot of navigating who we're visiting and when we're visiting them. And also we like to travel during this time. So there is packing and those sorts of things that need to happen as well. You know how many days you need each week to accomplish some of your to-dos. Now, when my children were much younger, I always made sure that my husband would be home. So a lot of times this would be a Saturday when I knew that he could watch the kids and I could focus on getting stuff done that needed to get done. Now it's a little bit easier. My kids are a little bit older. Maybe that's a movie day for them. They eat the popcorn, they watch the movie. I focus on my to-do list. So what you're gonna do is you're gonna take that color, you're gonna take those stickers, you're going to now carve out to-do days, specific days on your calendar that are for your to-dos. And to go along with this, I want you to make a to-do list in your control binder, in your planner, in whatever it is you carry around, whether it's a list on the fridge, you are going to start writing down things that you need to do when you think of them. So this is a place where you can do a mental dump. This is for mental clarity. This is to declutter our minds. When we think of something we need to do, whether it's sending out Christmas cards or cleaning something in the house, we're going to write that down on our to-do list. That way, when our to-do day rolls around, we're going to scan that list and quickly prioritize what needs to happen first on that list. We're going to start knocking out those things, right? So let's clear our mental clutter. Let's compartmentalize. Let's sort of block schedule these days for to-do activities. And maybe you only need a half day. Maybe you want a full day. That's completely up to you. I can't tell you how much to-do time you need, but I do know that if you carve out at least some time, if not all the time that you need, that your holidays will go much more smoothly with a lot less stress. 
And then guys, you have to guard these days. This is a really important component. You have now identified days when you will be staying at home and you have identified days where you will be working on your massive to-do list during this season. The key here now is to protect that time and treat it as though you have an appointment. Try really hard not to schedule anything where you have to leave the house on your at-home days. Try really hard not to schedule anything that's going to interfere with your to-do days, okay? So the next step, number three, is really simple but really impactful. It's time for us to get really intentional. I want you to just sit down in your favorite spot with something great to drink and think to yourself, how do I want my holiday season to feel? What do I want the mood to be like? What do I want the feel to be? And then I want you to brainstorm some wants and some loves for your family this holiday season. What are some things you would really love to do? What are some things that your children want to do? Absolutely. What are some things that your spouse wants to do? Absolutely include them in this brainstorm list. Just ask them very casually, hey, what are some things you wanted to do this holiday season? And see what they say. You do not need to do all of the things However, I want you to go ahead and brainstorm all of the things and then circle your best things. So the things that suit that feel, that mood that you want, the things that really nourish and support your family being who you guys want to be. I want you to circle just a handful of things that are important to you to be intentional about this holiday season. That's it. Brainstorm a list. Pick your favorites. Okay, so now let's get into your homeschool. We've looked at your calendar. We've carved out time. We know what obligations you have. We know how we want the homeschool to feel. Let's actually start streamlining our homeschool so that it will not be a source of stress during the holidays. So step four is to realize that at this time in the school year, new and exciting impromptu things have probably creeped into your schedule. You've probably fallen off the wagon just a little bit. You're probably a little less consistent, maybe a little less focused. Maybe some extras are now on your calendar that weren't there at the beginning of the year. Maybe some things have fallen out of your lesson plan that you feel like you wish you had been doing. So this is really simple as well. How do we address this? We take a piece of paper, we line it up alongside whatever lesson plans we are using right now. We are not recreating the wheel. We are not rewriting lesson plans. We are simply looking at what we are currently using and we are writing down each child's name and their priorities and goals right now. So for November, December, January, you're just going to write down what their priorities are. These can be subjects and these can, you can narrow them down, right? So you don't have to write language arts. You can write something like spelling or creative writing or poetry or something more specific than that. But you're writing down what their priorities are right now and what goals you have for them within those priorities. So this is for clarity. This is to identify extras that may have crept in and to reestablish exactly what your most important things are for each child. What exactly are you focused on in your homeschool right now? Because remember that simplicity, that streamlining, and that value comes from getting very clear about what to focus on, right? You are identifying, you are reminding yourself that each child has a certain finite list of priorities and goals right now. Not for forever, not for the next 12 years of their education, just right now. Now, number five, let's look at our resources. When you look at your list of priorities and goals for those children, your goal now in step five is to make sure that you only have the resources available in your everyday space that support those priorities and goals. Again, things creep in so easily because everything looks so great. There are so many things we could do, should do, would do, can do. And as the school year goes on, we tend to accumulate this, that, or the other and set it aside or put it on the shelf just in case for later. Maybe we'll use it. It might be good in the perfect scenario. I want this. And so right now, I want you to just trust that having a focused set of priorities and goals is enough. 
let's take out all of those extra things. And I don't expect you to donate them. I don't expect you to trash them. I just expect you to get them out of your everyday space and use a secondary storage location. So this is something I talk about a lot. So find a location in a bin under your bed, a closet in the hallway, that big high cabinet above the fridge that nobody really knows what to do with, and just put your extra homeschooling supplies in an organized way in one location where it's not cluttering your everyday space and it's not giving you the pressure that you have to do more. Because when we see more, we want to do these things and we inherently feel the pressure of doing more. And I like to say that stacks of extra things are just reminders to us that we're not doing enough. And I want to reinforce here that you are doing enough. A finite set of priorities and goals for each child is enough. It is plenty. And so we don't need all of those extras, especially right now. And I'll get to that in a little bit. But the only extras that are quote unquote allowed during this time, if I, if I can even say that word that I'm permitting you, which is not my style, but the only thing that I would allow in my space are the holiday extras, but only if they're really loved, not because I feel like I should add them or because this would be the great time to do them. It's because we really want to do them. Maybe they have a value to those priorities and goals that we enumerated. Or maybe they're just really valuable to us and something we love. And we are allowed to have both the needs and the loves with us in our space right now. But let's take out the extras. Got it? So let's take a moment here for all of those people who say, but Zara, I have a new season. I have a new semester or a new quarter or a new trimester starting in January. So what I need now isn't necessarily what I'm going to need in January. So how do I juggle that right now? How do I keep this simple? And I do want you to keep this seven step process as simple as possible. I don't want this to take you a lot of time or a lot of energy or a lot of brain power. So I want you to keep around only what you're using for your current lesson plan right now right now. And then I want you to realize that when we created those to-do days, part of what's included in that is making sure that you have the time to do your new lesson plan. If that's something that you have coming up, if you know that you have a new season starting sometime in January, then please make sure you have carved out enough to-do days back there, you know, in the second step, make sure you have enough to-do days to accommodate time for you to do your new lesson plan. And in that moment, you will be going through your resources and all of those sorts of things for the next season. But right now we're not doing that. So carve out a to-do day to do that if it falls in this November, December, January timeframe. Got it? Simple enough. Number six, we're going to get realistic in our homeschool and make sure that we create margin. This is probably the most complicated and complex part of this system, but you've come so far now, just stick with it and do this part because this is where we get realistic about our homeschooling. Remember when I said the problem with this season is that homeschooling collides with all of the extras for the season? This is where we address that because if we're not realistic about how much time we actually have to homeschool, and we think we have more time than we have, then we are constantly going to feel like we're not doing enough, right? We're setting ourselves up for failure. If we think we can cram so much homeschooling into this time and there simply is not that amount of time, we have just set ourselves up to feel like we are failing. And that is not fun, it's not healthy, and it's quite honestly not accurate. You're not failing, right? Our expectations just have to match the reality. So the first thing, there are many steps in this, but we're gonna walk through them really slowly and they're really simple. So don't freak out about this being kind of a long step. Just settle in and know that you're almost done. Number one, I want you to look at your lesson plan that you have right now. Remember, we're not recreating the wheel. I want you to make sure really quickly that it is consistent with those priorities and goals that you laid out in the fourth step for each child. You're going to purge any inconsistencies. So if you have Latin on there and Latin isn't a priority, then guess what? You're not going to do Latin during this season. And you will trust that there will be time to do Latin in a different season 
to give it it adequate time. It is not fair to the Latin to cram it in and not give it its full value. And it's not fair to all the other priorities to take up their time with Latin, which is less valuable than them, right? So we're going to remove anything that's inconsistent with our priorities and our goals right now. We're going to trust that there is time to do those things in the future in their own time and everything will be better for us purging that, right? We are going to also beef up anything that we feel like we haven't been hitting, any priorities that we have been missing more than we'd like to. We're going to look at our lesson plan and make sure that we don't need to beef those up, okay? Number two, you're going to look at your lesson plan and ask yourself, is it consistent with the mood that I would like this season? Again, you're going to purge the things that are contradictory to the mood and the feel that you want in your homeschool, and you may add or tweak a couple things to make them more consistent with what you want this to be. So if you want this to be a very hands-on and crafty time, you can still study the same subjects, but you can tweak them so that they're done in a way that now is a little bit more hands-on for this season. And I'd love for you to go back and listen to my other podcast about homeschooling seasons. I'm not just talking about winter, spring, summer, fall, and doing holiday-related crafts here. There's actually a whole concept surrounding this idea of seasons and honoring them. And so what we're going to do here is make sure that our lesson plan is honoring the feel and the mood of this particular season, right? And tweak our homeschool lesson plans if we need to. And again, please don't rewrite your lesson plans, okay? Because that creates its own level of stress. Let's work with what we have and let's just make it great, okay? So number three, and this is a big one, I want you to force contingency time into your schedule. I'm a really big advocate of giving ourselves a little bit of margin to breathe. So we've talked so far in step six about streamlining, taking out the things that are not consistent with our priorities. We've talked about getting intentional, taking out things that aren't consistent with the feel that we want for our homeschool and, you know, adding in when we need to. And now we're going to talk about margin. So number six also includes a really important call to create margin in your homeschool lesson plans. So I want you to go to that calendar that you made in step one, and I want you to count how many real days of homeschooling that you have. So for example, if you are traveling on a certain day, the chances of you getting a whole lot of homeschooling done are slim, right? And if you have a big event, maybe you're only going to get about a half day of homeschooling done. And so what you do is you literally start counting your days. You say, here's a full day we can homeschool. Here's the second full day we can homeschool. Here's number three. That's probably only going to be a half day. So we're at three and a half. The next day is probably only going to be a half day. So we're now at, you know, four right? So you add up your half days, you add up your full days, you skip any days where you know homeschooling is going to be tough. Maybe you have appointments, maybe people are coming to see you, maybe it's Christmas day, whatever it is, make sure you're not counting those days when you're not realistically going to homeschool. So when you're done with this for November, December, and January, you should have a count now of how many real homeschool days you have. And what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to divide that number by five and claim that number of days as margin where you're not doing formal lessons. So you'd have four days of homeschooling and a fifth day of homeschooling left blank where you can reverse schedule. That means you write down the things you actually do that were not on your lesson plan. Maybe you watched a cool documentary. Maybe you did some life skills. Maybe you went on a field trip. Maybe you had a community service project. Maybe you read really great books. All of those things qualify as learning, guys. This is an education. At the end of the day, the goal here is learning, and it doesn't matter how it's packaged. So the real key here for creating margin is trusting that life gives us all the bonus material, especially during this time. 
And there are a lot of people who like using this approach year round because there's so much impromptu learning constantly going on, but it's especially valuable during this season. So you're going to now change your lesson plan also. Instead of saying Monday at 9 a.m. we're doing math, you're gonna say day one starts with math. And you're going to turn your lesson plans into a to-do list that says basically on the first day, here is the amount of work that qualifies as a school day. And I want you to make sure that you are adhering to your state's regulations, your homeschool regulations for your state. You definitely need to adhere to that. I know where I am, we are required to have 180 days of learning. However, it doesn't matter to me if that day of learning takes one day to complete or three days to complete. And that's the attitude we're going to take during the holiday season, that learning is learning and we're not going to stress out about what time or what day that learning happens, which means we don't have to stress out about the interruptions. We don't have to stress out about the odd schedules because now we're going to treat our lesson plans as though they are a to-do list and we are going to constantly just do the next thing. So you will start with the first day of November. You will start at the beginning of that day. You will remove the dates and the times, but you will leave the subjects that you want to work on and you will say, we are going to work our way through these. When we need to stop, we will stop. And when we start again, we will start where we left off. There is no longer this idea that we're behind because we never finished Monday's work. And so there's not this idea of needing to catch up Instead, we just keep moving forward, right? So we're going to accumulate our school days. I have a blog post about this. I will put it in the show notes, but you are accumulating school days. You're moving through just doing the next thing throughout these next three months so that you can stop when you need to stop and then just start when you have time to start. It's sort of like looping on hyperdrive. If you're familiar with looping, I'm not gonna go into that here. I have a whole tutorial inside the membership about looping, but if you are familiar with looping, you might like this idea that we are now looping your entire school schedule. We're just going from day one to day two to day three to day four, and in the end, we are getting those days of learning accomplished, but we're not fretting over when it happens, right? Number seven, super easy. I love this part. Take that fun list of things you thought about in number three, step number three, and put them on your calendar make them happen. So that handful of things that you decided were really quality and really important to creating the feel that you want this holiday season that was going to nurture your family in the way that you want and that helps you be more intentional, put those on your calendar now. Choose days for them. Put them on. And don't forget January. This is really important. There's nothing that says you can't do a whole lot of baking in January and even share it with your neighbors and friends in January. There's nothing that says that that has to happen in December. So save some of your fun things for January. Let the Christmas season, I know I'm Catholic, and so for us, the Christmas season is very important. The Christmas season starts with Christmas Day, right? It starts with Christmas Eve. When Christ is born, then we celebrate. So it's okay to actually continue this whole feel and all these traditions into the Christmas season. Not everything that we want to do this season are Advent-related. And regardless of what religion you are, the same is true for you. Not everything that encompasses this holiday season has to be relegated to being forced into November and December. Save some fun things for January. And then don't do it. Make sure you're only selecting the most important things. You're being real realistic about your time because you are putting them directly on your calendar. You should be able to see if they're actually going to fit. If you don't have time for them, you don't have time for them. And either something's got to give, right? Something's got to go. Finally, everything you put on your calendar during this step has to be loved. 
It has to be something you're really excited about doing or you're excited about giving the gift to someone in your family because they're excited about doing it, okay? And then finally today, just reward yourself. This is a victory. You have totally now, if you followed all seven steps, you have totally streamlined your homeschool lesson plans, your resources. You've been intentional about all of those holiday to-dos, those obligations that you have and all the holiday fun stuff. Like this is a home run as far as homeschooling parenting goes. So take a little time now to reward yourself, pat yourself on the back and celebrate. Don't forget that I do have a checklist and a printable calendar inside the Simple as a New Smart membership along with all of the videos for the homeschooling through the holidays seven step challenge. And I am wishing you guys all the simple things. I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Did you know that you can get exclusive bonus episodes of the Simple as a New Smart podcast, your specific questions answered, a vault of tutorials on minimalist homeschooling, and more? That's right. Regardless of where you are in your homeschool journey or what level of support you're looking for, there's something for everyone in the Simple as the New Smart monthly membership. Check it out at resources.zaraphd.com forward slash simple dash is dash the dash new dash smart. And I'll see you there. Bye-bye.